Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. And welcome. My name is Joel Brzezinski and Mike is right here with me. Mike Kapler talking about the gospel, the good news, Jesus Christ, dead, risen, and uh, same with us, we've died. You know, Paul says we died with Christ, we were crucified with him, and we were risen again with him. Uh, that's the exchange life, that's the gospel message, the good news, that we traded in that sin uh, that uh, that kept us from God, uh, that kept us separated from God, and we exchanged it for the very righteousness of God. Well, uh, Mike, uh, we've been talking for the last few times about our identity in Christ and, and how how our identity uh, is, is challenged. I mean, we have a solid identity in Christ, but so often the things of the world, the things of uh, all kinds of things, even things going on in the church can sometimes get us confused or get us, uh, you know, keep us from walking in the truth of our identity in Christ. Uh, so we're going to pick up on, on some of the stuff we've been talking about in the last few weeks about our identity. Yeah. <laughs> that was very good. That's good. That was insightful. Uh, I'm sure that if someone just paused it right there and <laughs> and would meditate on that. Well, hey, let's face it. My answer to what you just said it was hard to disagree with. You know, no, it wasn't. All, all those <laughs> all those years that uh, we did radio broadcasting, I can I can remember a couple of interviews, Joel, where. I mean, some interviews were so easy because they would take forever to answer my question. In other words, what I'm saying is that they would answer it, but they would give nice, long answers. So I didn't always have to sit there and think of what my next question was. It wasn't a whole lot of work for you, yeah. Long answers were good in radio. Uh, But every once in a while, I'd run into somebody who just wasn't very good at that. And their answers were like, you know, three or four words, and I wasn't ready for my next question. So give me your history. Well... That's you know I was I was I was born again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so I thought I would try that with you once and see how it worked out. It felt pretty good actually being on that end of the short answer. Well, you know what? It just that used to intimidate me because in radio I didn't like doing the the interview thing because I was afraid of that type of situation happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in real in in normal life I'm not a. a conversationalist i'm just really not but when it gets to something like this you and me talking about the gospel man we could go for hours i don't it's just one of those things that's in my heart is whatever's in your heart i guess you could talk about well we are going to talk about identity but i've just got to say this joel um my first interview in radio was a long time ago and i knew i had nowhere to go but up after that first <laughs> one. it was with a musician by the name of phil keggy i'm phil sure keggy. a lot of our listeners have heard of him one of the best guitarists in the world right and they just threw me in here i had really very little if any experience in radio at this point and i had no idea how the controls and the knobs worked <laughs> over the phone because it was a phone interview and when i talked i was really loud and distorted and when he and you could hear this in my ear, you know, in my headphone. And when he talked, he soft spoken anyway. He sounded like underdog. <laughs> underdog. Barely hear the guy, <laughs> and he's pretty mild mannered anyway. And I was working hard on trying to get these volumes adjusted 
so that I wasn't so loud and he wasn't so soft. <laughs> and in the process of that, you, when you're trying to do two things at once, you're usually not doing either one very well. <laughs> and so I'm asking these stupid questions like, uh, so you uh, you play the guitar, right? <laughs> <laughs> what gave you that clue, right? Yeah. And it's more like, you play the guitar, right? And he's like, yes, I do. You know, you can barely hear him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was embarrassing. I had nowhere to go but up from that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just about blacking out here. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was bad. So, identity. Um, well, you know, the way you open yeah, up the show. Uh, when you, you open up the show today, Joel, talking about the goodness of God and everything that Jesus has done for us, I mean. I think there are so many people, us included, <laughs> that have misunderstood so much of the gospel because when you stop and think about it, who who could say no to this uh, this free life that is offered from God through Jesus Christ? I, I think of somebody right now, Joel, that I know, and they're they're kind of elderly now. In fact, they their their health isn't good. Uh, in fact, it seems to be failing pretty fast. And I don't know that this person has ever called upon Christ and, and made that profession of faith. I know they've been involved throughout their life seeking things through uh, psychic phenomena and other spiritual things that don't necessarily line up with the truth of God's Word. And I keep thinking, you know, I'm trying to think of a way where I can get together with them here in, in what could be their, their final days or the last few years, I don't know and trying to think of a way where I can communicate the gospel to them to where they would trust it, mm-hmm. where they would trust the Word of God, the, 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 the price that was paid for them through Jesus Christ. Because I think in this person's case, and probably with a lot of people who have uh, not said yes to Jesus, they think that they had to become some sort of, I hate to use the phrase cookie-cutter Christian. Maybe some have heard that. They, they, th- they thought they would have to fit into some certain mold, mm-hmm. that they would have to change the way that they were and you know stop doing these things and start doing these things. And, and they just didn't feel comfortable with that because it didn't really fit who they felt they were. And, of course, those things are not required. It's simple faith and trust and calling upon the name of Jesus Christ. And that alone, trusting in what he did at the cross, that's going to um, bring righteousness into their life and, and bring them right standing with God. And uh, that, that's uh, something that has been on my mind a lot lately, is how can we communicate this to the average everyday person that we run into in our lives? Because they probably think that becoming a Christian means X, Y, and Z, when it really means A, B, and C. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, because um, for years that is really what th- that type of thinking is what kept me from really... Uh, delving into this this Christian life, uh, thinking that uh, well, you know, it's there's just this uh, image of of Christianity uh, that I can't live up to of, of life in Christ, of of living for God, of doing all the right things. I I can't do all the right things. I just know I can't. And so, as a teenager and into my early twenties, I I stayed away. I wanted to. I wanted to know this Jesus, but you know, I, I had this preconception a false preconception that it was about living right it was all about getting the rules down and and making my life line up to a certain code of ethics a certain amount of performance for god 
and and I think you're right. It, it distorts, and I don't know if it's it's all. It's not necessarily all the church's fault, uh, but we do kind of. Uh, you know, we, we kind of come across sometimes as Christians as holier than thou. Well, I've got it all together now that I know Christ. Or you come to Jesus and, man, your life will will change. You'll start you'll stop doing all these things and you'll start doing all the right things. And I knew that that wasn't true for me. And so and so I think the world does get this image. And so how do we share this when we know now we've we've at least come to a place where we understand that this is good news. This really is good news that we're sharing. How do we in this culture, and part of it is 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 a very is a cultural thing, is how do we go about sharing this message uh, with people who have this preconceived notion of what it is? Could it be as simple as just simply telling them? I mean, could it be just that simple? With some people, it might be that simple. I guess uh, I think for some other people that already have they're already cynical they're already they already have a, a, a this preconceived notion and they're just not going to listen i don't know it's 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 difficult uh, to really pinpoint one given way to share this good news well that's true um and i don't have all the answers joel but i, I think one way that we might be more effective it is to tell them. I mean, look, I, when when uh, I was a younger person and I would go out sharing Christ with people, or others would share it with me. Let me let me go from that perspective. Uh, somebody would share Christ with me and tell me that it was a free gift, and tell me that there wasn't anything I could do to earn it. That salvation was free, and and then when I called upon Christ and received that free gift. Then all of a sudden the rules started coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, they started telling me about the price I was going to have to pay, and all this other double talk that you know didn't seem to it, it contradicted itself. I probably didn't realize it so much at the time, but you know, and when we say things like, "Well, it's free, but you're going to have to pay a price," look, I, I, I know all the <laughs> I know all the religious languages that are out there and how you can spin that around. And, and and maybe some people can communicate it effectively and still stay pure to the gospel. But, you know, some people, that confuses them when you say things like that. And uh, you're, you're implying, or at least they may be receiving it as such, when you say it's free but you're going to have a price to pay later on, then you, what you're really saying is um, Jesus kind of shortchanged you a little bit. Yeah, it's double talk. Yeah, uh, he left some debt for you to pay. And uh, that really isn't the case at all. So one way I think that we can communicate this gospel more effectively so that people won't reject it (laughs) because of a misunderstanding is to begin to understand who we are in Christ. Because, you know, we're talking about our identity being challenged here, Joel. We've been talking about it a little bit over the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about again tonight and next week probably. But our identity is challenged. As believers, we struggle with this, and it's a lifelong battle. But I think there are people, even before they come to faith in Christ, that their identity is also challenged even before they become a Christian. And that's why a lot of people will reject it ahead of time, because they can already foresee that they should become something that they don't think they'll be able to become. Because they think they're going to have to do something to become that. And all they have to do is trust God, call upon the name of Jesus, and the gift of righteousness will be received by faith, not by what they're going to go out and try to do right. Yeah. And, and you know, I have, 
I, I shared uh, the gospel. Well, not the gospel, but I, I one of my coworkers. Um, she in the past has has been to the church that you and I attend. Uh, she's visited, um, and uh, and it's been a while. I've I've definitely tried not to beat uh, anything over her head, uh, the gospel or or anything. Every once in a while, I'll just talk a little bit. But um, Easter is coming up, and and this isn't probably uh, kosher. But uh, I t- <laughs> since our church gets pretty packed on Easter, it's our second year in this new building we've got. It gets really packed. I said, don't come on Easter, <laughs> and that's usually. The the opposite uh, so i feel bad about that but uh, then again i don't but anyway i, I started the, this, the this part of the conversation with how oh, have you been to visit our, our church yet again lately and, and uh, her her immediate response was no no i haven't done that but then after a second she said oh, i probably should I, I probably should get back into that and, but the, and that tells me right away that she's got this preconceived notion about what the Christian life is about. She, she doesn't understand the good news. And so I think you're right. When I didn't understand my identity in Christ, my way of telling people about the gospel was, well, yeah, it's free, but, you know, and then there'd be the but. You know, it's free, but you got to do this, this, and this. Nowadays, it's, but you know what? Um, it's free, and it's free. <laughs> it's free. God loves you. God wants you to be part of his family. He created you, and he sent Jesus because he loves you. And actually, uh, we're going to have to pick this up next time. Uh, we're, uh, we're out of time for this one. Uh, but I'm, we'll definitely pick this up next time as we talk more about Growing in Grace. And I'd like to invite our listeners to, uh, to contact us, get a hold of us by logging on to graceroots.org. And for Mike and myself, Joel, uh, we'll get back with you. We'll talk again next time about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.